All right. Good evening, everyone. Hopefully everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we'd like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is August 4th, 2022 and week 183. If you're new around here, welcome to Join the Midst of the Storm. This is a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. And if you've been with us for a while, as we always like to say, welcome back. Thank you guys for tuning in. We week in and week out trying to hear what thus says the Lord. Now, this is yet again another pre-recorded message, so we won't be able to respond to you guys' comments, at least in the video version, but maybe one of us is watching and we'll be able to do that or respond in the comment section. Our inboxes are always open and we always look forward to hearing your comments as well as any interaction at all. Even if you think what we're saying is wrong, we would love to sit down and go through the scripture and see what the Bible says about it. So as you can see from the title, it says complainers and murmurers. And I've definitely been guilty of this. No matter what comes up, the smallest inconvenience, we seem to be complaining and murmuring about it. Like, why me? Why is this happening? So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks. and We can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. I pray that you guys get something out of it. Thank you, Melvin. Let us go into a word of prayer as we normally do. So we're not going to change up anything tonight. So gracious Lord, thank you for this blessed opportunity. Lord, we first come before your throne of grace uh, as humble as we possibly can in this hour, Lord. Just thanking you first and foremost for all your many blessings. Lord, help us not to forget any of the benefits that you offer. Lord, you have the best job uh, on the face of this universe, Lord, you have the best benefits. And so, Lord, just help us to always um, offer up thanks, offer, offer up gratefulness. Um, just help us to be more and more um, like you, be more and more righteous, holy, um, forgiving, kind, loving, everything that makes you up. Lord, help us to be more and more like you. So Lord, we're praying for the Bible study tonight. We're praying that um, something would be said that would encourage us to run a little harder. Something that would, something would be said that would light that fire in us, Lord, the way that we used to have it, that passion, that hunger, that desire that used to be within us. Lord, if, if we have lost it, Lord, we're asking that you would return us um, to our first work, to the way we used to be. Lord, we're praying that no matter what happens to us in life, that you will continually remind us there's still a reason to have joy in the midst of every storm, every trial and tribulation. So, Lord, we're praying in your righteous name, Jesus. Amen. 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 Complainers and murmurers. Now, I've, I've, I've had people or I've had people tell me before, you, you're complaining too much. And I thank God that someone told me that because I need to be in a place where I'm thankful. I need to be in a place where I'm appreciative of God because, you know, complaining is a sign that we're not thankful. I try to always start my prayers by thanking God first. Before I ask him to do anything for me, I, need, I want to come first and say, Lord, thank you. And so by me complaining, 
by us complaining, it tells God, I'm not thankful. Look, that God, there's something I want you to do. There's something that's not right. And it shouldn't be this way. So I want to show you in scripture, because Jesus talked about complaining. The scripture mentions complaining often. So I want you to see this tonight so you can examine yourself. So you can take inventory of your own actions. Because again, as I often say, I want you to be saved. And if we're continually complaining, our heart is still not where God wants it to be. But these are not words of condemnation. These are not words of, of, of telling you you're about to go to hell. No, these are words of telling you to, hey, get yourself straight. Become a better person. You know, I, I, if you ever are around someone who continually complains, it rubs off on you. Everything becomes dark and gloomy. You get in a bad mood. If somebody starts complaining about, uh, <laughs> I, I've seen people complain about how much money they make at their job. If somebody come to you complain about how much they make, you know what's going to happen. If you start listening, you'll be complaining about, man, you right. You right, I sure don't make enough. I'm out here doing all this work. It's contagious. Complaining is a contagious thing. So we have a job to protect those around us as well. We have a job to protect our brother and sister. Spouses, we have a job to protect our spouse. So we have to watch our complaining. But first and foremost, we don't want to offend God. So we're going to look at this. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, and we're going to start here at verse 10. So we encourage you to read along with us. Uh, we've got the, the, the scriptures on the screen. Um, and if you don't trust that, which I encourage you anyway, pull up your own scriptures so you'll know it's in your, in your Bible. So you won't think it's just something we came up with. So 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 10. Neither murmur ye, as some of them also murmured. Now he's telling us some people before us, they murmured and complained too. You're not the first person to do this. He says some of them did it also. Nothing new under the sun, uh-huh. And were destroyed of the destroyer. Now I want you to know about the destroyer. The Bible tells us God is a great and terrible God. He's a destroyer. You have to be careful when it comes to God. See, God has did a lot for us. We talked about that. I, I believe it was in the, whichever Bible study it was in at this point. God has did so much for us. You know, I uh, I remember uh, it was a, it was a, one Christmas, I remember getting um, a young child a gift. And I remember how they responded to that gift. 
instead of them saying, wow, you know, thanks, this child looked at it. Ah, man, I didn't want that. <laughs> you know what that did to me? <laughs> I was distraught. I was upset because I'm thinking, man, I wasted my money and time doing this for you. Even if you weren't going to play with it, the least you could have did, this was a child, so the child didn't think this way. But the least you could have did was said, thank you. I appreciate it at least. Man, I, you know, it's not really what I wanted, but thank you. Of course the child didn't do that. He said, ah, I didn't want this. I was upset. You know, this is how God feels after he's given us so much. And even what we get, we complain about. Oh, he's upset. I, I think about right now, it's summertime. Uh, over in um, this part of the world, maybe maybe uh, slightly different where you are, but um, over here is summer. Uh, August 4th, 2022, entering into the fall. But you know, in the summertime, we're complaining and saying, oh, man, it's so hot. Man, I wish it were cold. And you know, when it gets cold outside, we say, ah, oh, it's so cold. I wish it were hot. We continually complain. We continually ask for the opposite thing than what we're getting. This is our human nature. This is our human nature. So it tells us, he said, don't you murmur. Don't you do that. As some of them also murmured. Now we're going to get to who the them actually is. But just know they did it. And they got destroyed because of it. And the destroyer is God Almighty. See, we, we know all about the loving God. The, the roses and flowers God. The the <laughs> the palm trees <laughs> in the wind, God. We we know about the pleasant God, the dandelions. You know, we, we think about this type of God, a, a forgiving God, and that's who He is. But there's another side of Him. He's a destroyer. He is a destroyer. He was. De they were destroyed of the destroyer. God is great and terrible. See, someone allowed the devil to overcome them. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The devil does come to do that. I don't want to confuse you. But God got on to the people. I'll, I'll show it to you. But we're going to read here for just a moment. Verse 11. Now all these things happened unto them for ensembles. They were our examples. That's what they were. These people went through what they went through for our example. I thank God I have this book that I can read. And now I can see I, I don't need to be complaining. I, I need to say, Lord, thank you. Lord, help me to be more grateful. 
even though things don't go the way I want them to go. I was telling someone this recently. Everyone's going around complaining. You know, I've seen, <laughs> I've told people oftentimes, I'm not into politics because my trust is in God. That, that's where my trust is. I don't focus on politics. I'm focusing on Christ. I seen someone, <laughs> they had a Trump sticker and it was at the gas station. And they had uh, Donald Trump pointing to the gas price and said, Joe Biden did this. And it upset me. And I'm not Republican and I'm not Democratic. But it upset me because we're so fast to blame someone for whatever problem is going on. But I'll tell people often, blame God. See, God has things exactly the way he wants them to go. See, God has to keep this world stirred up. He has to allow conditions to take place because somebody needs to be saved. And as long as life is all pleasant, it's nothing but sunshine, clear skies. As long as life is so pleasant, we're not concerned with being saved one bit. You know, the first thing that happens when people see someone being killed or uh, someone dies, we start praying. God is allowing things to take place to get your attention. You know, I was talking to, um, talking to my dad recently, and even the children of Israel going into slavery, God spoke on Pharaoh's behalf. He said, for this purpose, I raised you up. See, God raised up Pharaoh for that purpose. So if you want to get mad at someone, get mad at God. But it won't do you any good. So I guess you better stay mad at Joe Biden. Because getting mad at God won't do you any good. The point that I tried to make to this person, regardless of a gas price, regardless of the price of rent, regardless of the price of electricity, regardless of the price of a home, whatever it is, God is still able to take care of you. See, where is your trust? We're complaining all day long because our trust is in the wrong place. If you really trusted in God, these problems won't be as big as they seem to you. To some people, the gas prices right now, I mean, this is the, this is the worst thing that ever happened to them. I mean, how can they live? You can if you put your trust and hope in God. See, God has gotten people through far worse. He's gotten people through far worse through droughts, through uh, wars. God has gotten people through this. Times of famine, he has brought his people through this time and time again. Diseases, we just, we have been going through. People are still getting COVID. 
People are still getting COVID right now. These different plagues, God has brought his people through. So that's what I'm trusting in tonight. Yeah, I'm not telling you I want the gas price to be high. I don't go to the uh, gas station and I spend $50, $60 because my car don't take that much. But now I'm spending that amount. Whereas I used to spend $30, dollars $30. I don't get there and say, wow, I'm so happy about this. This is awesome. This is just great. No. I get there and I say, Lord, thank you for at least allowing me to have enough to cover this price. That's what I need to be saying because he blessed me to be able to pay. He blessed me to do that. So I'm having to shift my mind because, look, whatever the gas prices get to, I mean, if they get to $10 a gallon, I'm not hoping for it. But what I am saying is, I believe God will get me through it. I believe he's able. See, somebody else out there might not believe God can get them through. They say, well, how am I going to live? Allow God to figure it out. He said, if he takes care of the ravens, he takes care of these birds, he takes care of the the lilies in the field, he takes care of all these flowers. He said, can I take care of you? You know, the birds don't have a job. These flowers out in the field, he said, they don't have a job. And you know what? They're going to be destroyed in fire. He said, but you, you're not going to be consumed if you're one of his. Why don't we think he'll take care of us? So that's the issue I really have. We don't trust in God. We're making excuses for why we can't do what God has blessed us to do. I say he would not leave you nor forsake you. But all we're talking about is how expensive things are. I get it. Things are expensive. I'm not happy. I'm not telling you I want to spend more money because I don't have that much anyways. But what I do believe is God is going to take care of me. So if you believe this, let's fall back on the complaining and the murmuring. Read verse 10 again for us, Melvin. Neither murmur ye. He said, let's stop the complaining. That's what he's telling us. Mm-hmm. As some of them also murmured. You see folks complain every day. All day, every day. I mean, nothing has ever went right in their lives. Man, why does bad stuff always happen to me? Man, I got bad luck. You must be doing something wrong. Something God told you not to do. Problems are happening to us all. Everything that's happened to you, the scripture tells us, look, somebody else has already went through it. It's not uncommon to man. But even with the temptation, even with the temptation to complain, to murmur, God will make a way for you to escape. He'll bless you. God will take care of you even in these times of inflation. I'm trying to give you hope. That's what there doesn't seem. It does not seem we have hope right now because our hope is in who's in the White House. Our hope is in in which party is elected. That's where our hope is. But your hope should reside in God first. Now, I understand 
you know, you know, the government is important. I'm not trying to diminish that. I'm not trying to diminish that. But I want you to put your trust in God first. That's where your trust should be. See, suppose you knew the laws of God the way you know the laws of the government. Suppose you knew that. See, you don't know God's laws the way we know Joe Biden's ideas, what what ideas he wants to implement, what his foreign policy is. See, we know all about that. But when it comes to God, we say, I don't get that deep. <laughs> you know, people, I've had people, they talk. <laughs> people will talk to me, and I don't care anything about this stuff. People will talk to me all about what taxes Donald Trump is needing to pay. Look, I'm not concerned with what taxes Donald Trump needs to pay or how much he paid in taxes last year or the year before. I'm not concerned with that. Not one bit. Oh, well, he skipped out on his tax. Whatever. <laughs> well, I'm paying my tax. Keep on paying your taxes because you're required to. No one escapes no one escapes. God is going to judge. So whether you do wrong or Donald Trump or Joe Biden or Barack Obama, because people love to bring up their names, God is still going to judge. So your job is this. Read that again for us in verse 10, Mel. Neither murmur ye. See, that's your job. See, we're concerned with Donald Trump, Joe Biden, Barack Obama, and every other president. And, and what person in the Senate is doing wrong and this person is corrupt. Oh, that guy over there. This woman's corrupt. Hillary Clinton. Look. <laughs> Neither murmur ye. Let's stop the complaining. Trust in God. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. See, we trust God with some of our hearts. We don't trust him with all. And lean not to what? thine own understanding. See, we're leaning to our own understanding because we're minimizing it to one person. You know, we still have black people. See, I'm not, I'm not for one group or the other now. I'm going to be honest with you. You still have black people holding on to slavery, talking about how they could have been so much further up the road if it had not been for slavery. At what point are you going to stop complaining? God has blessed you now. We are right now talking over the internet. We, we have the capability to reach people in other countries, in other time zones. Reach people of other ethnicities, other languages, and we're still holding on to stuff that we should move on from. We gotta move on from who's in the White House, we got to move on from slavery. We got to move on from this law, that law. Yep, don't get me wrong. The laws are good. We need laws. But ultimately, is my point, keep your trust in God. Even if the law is against you, just do what God said. We find people in Scripture all the time. We talked about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The law was against them in the Scripture. The king told them to bow down and worship. God told them, don't bow down to anyone else. The law was against them. And they were faced with death. And they still held on to their integrity. So 
this is the the this is what we're up against. We're up against complainers, murmurers. They're going to just really go on and on about every everything going wrong in the world. But are you going to put trust in God though? At the end of all of that complaining, are you going to trust in God that he's going to take care of you? That's what this message is about. I'm telling you to put away the complaining because God has your back. He has your back. When people complain, it's because they believe they're they're coming from a mindset that things are not going to be okay, but they are. You might not have as much money as you would have had. Talked about that recently. There's a time to get. There's a time to lose. God designed a time for you to lose. That's what he designed. So if it's God's will for me to lose something, I can't do anything but allow it to happen. I'll say the same prayer that Jesus prayed. He said, Lord, look, if it's possible, let this pass from me. Let this cup pass from me. I don't want to have to lose something. But Lord, if I have to, it's your will. There's nothing I can do about it. So he said, neither murmur ye as some of them murmured. And they were destroyed of the destroyer. Uh-huh. Now all of these things happen unto them for, for ensamples. Mm-hmm. And they are written for our admonition. See, this is for your gain. This is for your benefit. We're talking about complaining for your benefit. Paul is writing this to the church. See, the world is going to complain, but the church should be different. You know, this program is called Joy in the Midst of the Storm. There is a reason to still have joy, even when it seems like we have something to complain about. Do we believe this stuff, though? It's easy for us to talk about this. It's super easy for us to get on here and talk for an hour, 30 minutes, whatever. But what am I going to do outside of this talk? It's easy for somebody to come on and listen. But what are you going to do once this is over? Do you go back to the same life? I don't want you to be destroyed by the destroyer. God is going to destroy Read for us, ma'am. Upon whom the ends of the world are come. Mm-hmm. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. Mm-hmm. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. This is what I was quoting earlier. There's nothing happening to you that's not coming. Nothing. He said, don't be complaining. Don't murmur. Whatever's happening to you right now, whether it's the gas price, whether it's the price of eggs, whether it's the price of milk, bread, cereal, whether you don't feel like you're getting paid enough at your job, whether you feel like you're being mistreated at your job, whatever it is, he said, look, I want you to know there is no temptation that's happening to you personally that is not common. It's happening somewhere else. You say, well, my friend, don't, I mean, it's not happening to my friend. They told me, 
is not uncommon. It's common to man. Mm-hmm. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able. God is going to rescue you. That's the message here. Don't complain and murmur because help is on the way. Will you trust this, though? Will you believe in this? I know the conditions of the world seem bad. Somebody said, oh, the inflation, this number is at an all-time higher. You know, the U.S. is in this amount of debt and so much stuff. But still, for those of us in the church now, because the people in the world, they're going to continue to talk this way. But the church people, we should be different. We should put away the complaining. He said, take heed. These things happening to you is coming. God is faithful. Read for us, Mel. Read that again. He said, but God is faithful. Read there for me. But God is faithful. Mm -hmm. who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able. You know what that's telling me? Glory be to God. Whatever the gas price increases to, he'll make sure I'm able to pay. That's what God will do. If I keep trusting in him, he'll make sure, regardless of what the law says, he will make sure he takes care of me. That's what he's going to do for you. Regardless of what president, Democratic, Republican, Independent, whatever, whatever we come up with, God is faithful. That's what I want you to understand tonight. He's faithful. He will take care of you no matter what. So you don't have to complain because it didn't go the way you planned or the way you wanted. I've seen God do this in my own life. Things I pray for and hope for don't work out. And then I realize later, much later now, God, I, I say, God, I thank you. The things that I prayed for and hoped for, they didn't work because I didn't know what was best for me. I've heard Melvin say the same thing. Didn't know what was best for myself. So I just know now I got to stop complaining. I got to be thankful. If I hear someone else complaining, I say, I can't be that way. Now, they can complain all they want. But I need to keep trusting in God. He's faithful. He told me he is faithful. We did a Bible study some time ago. Lord, help me in the moment. Because sometimes, there's been times where I'm about to complain. I'm already in my mind thinking of reasons to complain. And God has to remind me in the moment. Hold on, what, what are you complaining for? What? You know, I, I, <laughs> I've told you guys before. I'm glad that I'm not God. Because out of all, I've, out of all he's did, if I were him now, out of all he's did, and I looked down and seen humanity complain. I said, you know what? I'm going to give you something to complain about then. That's what, that's what I was told when I would get a whooping. And after the whooping, you're still crying. And your, <laughs> and your parents say, look, you better stop crying or I'm going to give you something to cry about. I said, man, 
what you mean? You gonna give me something? You already gave me something. <laughs> but God, I thank God he's not that way to say, hey, I'm gonna give you something to complain about. But you know what? God does get upset. He does, and I'm going to show you that if you don't believe it. So let's finish that verse off. But will, with the temptation, also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. You're going to survive. That's what's most important here. He's going to bless you to make it. So I want to go back to the book of Numbers, Numbers chapter 11, because I want to show you this happened because the scripture just told us it was written for our example. This is our example. Verse 1 here. And when the people complained... Isn't that what we're talking about? God knows we find a lot of reason to complain. I've been so guilty. I'm not talking about you. I have did this. And when the people complained... Mm -hmm. It displeased the Lord. This is the reason I wanted to talk about this. Not because it just grieves Tony. It does grieve me too now. But it did not used to grieve me. I had to learn this. I had to learn how it displeased God. So when the people complained, it displeased the Lord. Uh-huh. And the Lord heard it, and his anger was kindled. Now, this is the destroyer. I want you to know this. This all-loving God, he is loving. But there's another side. Uh-huh. And the fire of the Lord burnt among them and consumed them that were in the uttermost parts of the camp. See, this is the destroyer. Paul said, look, neither murmur ye as some of them murmured. He said, and they got destroyed of the destroyer. He told us this because he said, this is your example. So you won't go through the same problem that they went through. So here, God destroyed them because they complained. Now, these are people that he has brought out of slavery, out of Egypt. And even once they got out there, they still found a reason to complain. Instead of saying, Lord, I thank you, we're not in bondage any longer. Lord, we thank you for bringing us out here. They, they're not saying that. How soon do we forget where God has brought us from? That's the reason I talked about um, recently. Just all the advancements we have, because I want to remind you of where we've come from. We forget. God knows we forget. We forget things in Scripture. He tells us we need to be reminded. So this won't be the last time, if, if the Lord permits, that I'm going to remind you. You can say, well, you said that before. Yeah, but you need to be reminded. Because if not, you'll let it slip. So his anger was kindled against them. God burned them up. Verse 2 for us, Melvin. And the people cried unto Moses. And when Moses prayed unto the Lord, the fire was quenched. Drop down to verse 4. He prays now. Moses prays for the people. 
and God stops the fire from consuming them. People were died because of complaining. They're out in the wilderness and they found a reason to complain. Read verse four for us. And the mixed multitude that was among them fell a lusting, and the children of Israel also wept again and said, Who shall give us flesh to eat? We talked about covetousness. They began to desire certain foods. See, don't we feel this way? We have so many restaurants. We got Taco Bell, Pizza Hut, Popeyes, KFC, <laughs> Toyo and Pig Tie. We got a lot of places to eat from. We got five-star restaurants. We got buffets. Now, there's a certain uh, taste that we have in our mouths. We said, man, I can't eat that. I know I felt this way. There, I specifically remember one morning waking up, had a box of Jimmy Dean uh, croissants from Walmart. That's where I got it from. And I had been eating this for a while. I woke up, I said, man, I don't want this. Golly, this stuff. I'm tired of eating this. But you know, somewhere God reached down to me and opened my understanding. I had to recognize there are people who don't have anything to eat, homeless people, even people who aren't homeless, don't even have food in their own refrigerators. I had to stop and think about this and say, Lord, I thank you even for this sandwich. Even this sandwich I don't really care to eat, but Lord, I'm gonna thank you for it right now. See, I have to be careful with my complaining. I know that was God because to me, I'm thinking the whole time, man, this is disgusting. I'm so tired of eating this. I've eaten this time and time and time again. I've been eating the same thing all week. Lord, I, man, I'm ready for something else. You know, this is where I found myself. And you know, this is where these people found themselves. God had blessed them with food, but the food that they had, it wasn't enough. So they said, who shall give us flesh to eat? Let's read verse 5, Melvin. We remember the fish. <laughs> Somebody said, I like catfish. I like tilapia. I like salmon. See, we can name all the fish that we like, all the types. I like brim. I like crappie. We can go on and on complaining. Go ahead, Melvin which we did eat in Egypt freely, mm -hmm. the cucumbers and the melons and the leeks and the onions and the garlic. They said, man, I remember that stuff we used to eat in Egypt. But now God has brought us out here. And for what? Some people had just been destroyed by the destroyer, just been consumed with fire. And they still are murmuring and complaining. They said, we need, some, we need some real food. We need something better than this. Look, back in Egypt, 
man, we ain't good back there. See, God brought them to this place to test them. He told them he was going to prove them. See, God is going to prove it to you that you're not going to follow him because he's going to put you in predicaments where we're going to make the wrong decisions. We're going to complain and murmur against everything that God is putting us through. So they said, look, we remember the good food we had down there. Man, we ate good. They're referring back to slavery. You know, the devil will cause us to think being in bondage and in slavery is better than being with God. Now, that's sad. But that's what people think. They said, man, I, I got to come into church and live like that. Oh, that don't look like any fun. Man, I don't see how they have any fun. <laughs> that's what the devil causes you to think. That's what he causes you to think. So you murmur and complain against every law and every rule that God sets. But if we join, well, let's keep going. But now our soul is dried away. Mm -hmm. There is nothing at all beside this manna before our eyes. They said there is nothing else but this bread. We're tired of eating this bread. We want something else. We're tired of eating this. But instead of saying, Lord, you know, I'm thankful for what you've given me. Lord, I wish we could eat a little something different. Instead of taking that approach, instead of even displaying how grateful they are, they're still attacking God. Now, he got angry the last time. He was upset the last time. And they're still tempting God. You know, we're doing this to God with our complaining because he has provided. He might not have provided all that we wanted and how we wanted and when we wanted, but God has truly provided for us. So we have to learn to not complain. We have to learn. So read verse six again for us, man. But now our soul is dried away. There is nothing at all beside this manna before our eyes. That's all left. Drop down to verse 8. And the people went about and gathered it mm -hmm. and ground it in meals or beat it in a mortar and baked it in pans and mm -hmm. made cakes of it. And the taste of it was as the taste of fresh oil. They got tired of this bread. Go ahead, man. And when the dew fell upon the camp in the night, the manna fell upon it. God gave them even more of it. Still blessing them now. He's still blessing them, but not exactly the way they want to be blessed. But can you be patient enough to wait on God to bless you even with some of those desires? See, we can't even take anything that's not the way we want it. We can't go through it. Not even one hour can we go through something that's pleasant. That's unpleasant to us. Everything has to be comfortable. Everything has to be exactly the way we want it, or else we're complaining, or else we're upset, mad at the world. So God blesses them now. 
gives them bread. Let's see what happened. Then Moses heard the people weep throughout their families. <laughs> mm -hmm. Every man in the door of his tent. And the anger of the Lord was kindled greatly. Moses was also was displeased. Moses was upset. The people still complained after God blessed them with even more than what they had. People still kept complaining. Moses is displeased and God is displeased. Read for us, Mel. And Moses said unto the Lord, Wherefore hast thou afflicted thy servant? Now Moses, he has allowed these people to cause him to feel upset. He said, why? Why? Why are you doing this to me, God? That's what Moses is wondering. See, Moses did not ask for this. A lot of times because me being a preacher and I begin to tell people what God desires, people begin to think it's me that want this. I didn't ask for these things for you. God did this. So Moses said, why have you afflicted me? I'm your servant. Uh-huh. And wherefore have I not found favor in thy sight, that thou layest the burden of all this people upon me? Why are you putting all these problems on me? All these people complaining to me, murmuring to me, telling me how good life was before I came into their life. As if I'm the problem. Why are you doing this to me? Mm-hmm. Have I conceived all this people? Have I begotten them that thou shouldest say unto me, carry them in thy bosom, as a nursing father beareth the sucking child unto the land which thou swearest unto their fathers? This is the burden God puts on a preacher. This is the burden. This is the burden. God has been putting it on preachers since the beginning. Go ahead for us, Mel. Whence should I have flesh to give unto all this people? Mm -hmm. For they weep unto me, saying, Give us flesh that we may eat. He said, How am I going to give it to these people? Why, why am I in this position? Mm -hmm. I am not able to bear all this people alone because it is too heavy for me. He said, I need some help. Let's drop down. I want to drop down to verse 31. Because God, <clears throat> God is going to give these people flesh to eat, which is meat. He's going to give them meat to eat. Let's read verse 31. And there went forth a wind from the Lord and brought quails from the sea and let them fall by the camp as it were a day's journey on this side, and as it were a day's journey on the other side, round about the camp, and as it were two cubits high upon the face of the earth. <laughs> God brought quail for them to eat. Now, people still even hunt quail to this day. God brought quail for them to eat. And he said... Uh, it says, and, and brought quails from the sea and let them fall by the camp as it were a day's journey on the, on the left, on, the, on this side, and as it were a day's journey on the other side. See, as far as they could walk to the right, as far as they could walk in a whole day, 
to east side. That's how much meat God brought for these people. But you know what? <laughs> no matter how hard God tries, we find a way to displease him. Look at what the people did. Verse 32. And the people stood up all that day mm -hmm. and all that night mm -hmm. and all the next day. Mm -hmm. And they gathered the quails. Mm -hmm. He that gathered least gathered ten homers. And they spread them all abroad for themselves round about the camp. They gathered so much meat. <laughs> we don't trust God. Now, they were learning. They had to learn God. This was written for us so we can learn God. He gave them so much food. And they acted as if God was going to run out. They stayed up all that day that night and the next day, trying to gather up food. <laughs> this is that buffet principle I talked about. You try to get as much as possible till you get sick, till they physically could not round up any more food, till their strength gave out, till their legs <laughs> lost all power. <laughs> Read verse 33 for us, Mel. And while the flesh was yet between their teeth, Ere it was chewed, the mm. wrath of the Lord was kindled against the people, and the Lord smote the people with a very great plague. Yet while they were eating, God made them sick. God made them sick. He caused the plague. See, this is the destroyer. I'm telling you, we have to be content. We have to be thankful. We have to be grateful. We have to be grateful of what God gives. He will bless you with more. You just have to trust him. You don't have to try to go and get as much as possible as if God won't bless you with more. I don't have to take what you have. I don't have to talk you out of what you have because I believe God will bless me with more. He has shown he will through his word. So I'm trying to use all these things that I'm finding in the word to properly adjust how I live. Because these people got in trouble. God smote them. He killed them. That's what the word smote means. Killed them with a great plague. We've been witnessing a plague going on in our world for some years now. We've called it COVID-19. See, God will still bless you. I'm not telling you that everyone died was, was wrong. I'm not telling you that. But I am telling you God will protect you. He will keep you. Yes, there are going to be some people that die because sometimes it is people's times to die. That is a part of the world as well. However, some people bring some things on themselves. And I don't want you to be one of those people. So let us not complain. Let us not murmur. Let's finish it off in verse 34, Mev. And he called the name of that place mm -hmm. Kibroth Hatava, mm -hmm. because there they buried the people that lusted. The people who had complained. When you complain, it's because you want something else. And God doesn't like hearing this. 
because he's blessed us with a ton already. So God bless you guys. Thank you guys for uh, listening. And I hope that we would use these things to shift and mold and shape and mold our lives to help us to not complain so much. Yeah, there's things going on that are bad. There's things going on that trouble you, that, that frustrate you, but he's faithful and he will not tempt you above what you're able to bear. So if it's happening, God believes you can make it through it. And I believe you can too. So God bless you guys. Back in the hands of Melvin. It was a great message. Um, thank you, Minister Tony Banks. Um, this message, it ties into the thing that we, the message that we talked about last week, which is um, covetousness. Um, we clearly see that the people, see Moses and also Aaron were tasked with getting the children of Israel out of Egypt. And for that time when they were going through the wilderness and through all these places, they kept complaining. And we even see to the fact, uh, it got to the point where even Moses was saying, are these my children? <laughs> like, wow, God, I'm just trying to do what you say. And they're complaining and they're talking down to me. As Tony said, with a lot of preachers, especially the true sent, true God sent preachers, people will get mad at them as if it is their personal will that the people that they are over do these things. The burden of all these people, that is the job that God has tasked the preacher with. So I'm sure the preacher would love to deal with only himself, his wife, and his family. But no, it's everybody, the whole church family. It would be so much easier. You know, there's a place, um, I believe, in Hebrews chapter 11, where it talks about people that they didn't accept deliverance. That That is that saying. It's, it would be so much easier if I did this. But they didn't do it that way because they wanted a better resurrection. You know, but we see with these people, they complain because they wanted more. They they wanted the fish, the garlic, and whatever else they said, even though they were in slavery, in bondage. And this also ties back to a message called, Lord, help me in the moment. That one is from March 15th, 2021, and episode 112. I just looked it up because I didn't remember that. I had to look it up. But it was such a, a, a great message because we can have a certain mentality of, I'm not going to complain about this, and I'm guilty of this myself. When this happens, I, I'm going to do that. And we and we be so confident. Um, Tony um, gave an example about going to the gym. You know, we could be at work, and we think all day, like, when I get home, I'm gonna I'm gonna change into my gym clothes. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna have a, a good hour workout. But when we get home after a long day at work and, and sit on the couch, oh, it's a wrap. <laughs> what happened to all that talk about being productive, going to the gym in the moment? That's one of the hardest things to conquer. Whether it's with anger, anxiety complaining in the moment. 
So that's why I always pray, Lord, your will over my will. But when I'm presented with the opportunity to choose God's will over my will, Lord, help me in the moment. Help me to not complain and be murmurous because I don't want to be destroyed of the destroyer. I, want, I definitely want to be on God's good side and not his terrible side. So I thank you guys so much for tuning in. Phone went to dark mode there. But again, thank you for tuning in. Um, there are no comments because this is pre-recorded and next week will also be another pre-recorded message. But as my weekly reminder to you guys, we do have Zoom Bible studies every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. It's a good message every single week. We would love to see you guys there. And as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy, count it all joy, and again, count it all joy. There's reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm. So if the Lord blesses and says the same, we'll be in front of you guys again with another message coming straight from the Word of God. So until then, have a happy, safe, and blessed weekend. And thank you so much again for tuning in. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here alone with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We hope to see you guys there. Thank you. Also, as mentioned in the message, we have Zoom Bible studies every Monday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. To join our messages, all you'd have to do is click the meeting link in the description. There is also a link to listen to all of our previous Zoom messages as well. We hope to see you guys join in on the study. And always remember to rejoice in the Lord always. Always.